0: Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host. And I am being trying to be a little quiet cuz I am in a room where I could possibly wake some people up cuz it is midnight. Uh actually it is 12:20 on January 22nd and it is really late. I'm trying not to wake up everybody in the room next to me. So, sorry if it sounds like this is low energy. But I hope everybody had a good week. I had a interesting week. I had a promotional interview. We'll see what happens with that. And I also had... Um, oh, yeah, I replaced the water heater in my house. Like on Thursday night, I was up until 2 o'clock in the morning getting that done. And on Friday... At 6.30 p.m. we put my kids down to bed And I took a small nap And I woke up at 7.30 this morning On Saturday morning Uh, So I slept for 13 hours It was pretty insane Um, What else, what else, what else Yeah, I think that's it So let's get right into the And like I said, I hope everybody had a good week. I think I said that. I can't remember, to be honest with you. Let's see here. So I hope everybody had a good week. Lots of fun things. we got lots of news to talk about today. Uh, First of all, this comes from John Fitzgerald at Electric. Hawaiian Electricity uh, Utilities, HECO, H-E-C-O, decided about a year and a half ago to be 100% renewable energy by 2045. And it looks like they're going to achieve their goal in 2040. So that's five years, five full years earlier. Um, or in the, sometime in the 2020 range, or between 2020 and 2030, uh, residents of Hawaii will actually uh, experience some rate hikes as they get this thing uh, ramped up and paid for. But eventually, once they move to 100% renewables, that price for electricity and everything will go down uh supposed to be significantly. Uh one of the things I thought that was interesting is there'll be uh thirty percent on renewables by twenty twenty. And judging and I put this in the show notes which is on the kilowatt.bz website, but it looks like each island will achieve different percentages um, as they go along so like Molokai isn't doesn't have a lot of people so they don't get probably to 100 percent electric uh fully electric first or in the top one or two islands and then um this is a good thing i enjoy hawaii i think uh, i've discussed on my other podcast i think the polynesian culture is awesome there's lots of cool history lots of cool traditions lots of that's a cool mythology. And Hawaii is one of my favorite places in the world to go to. We usually go to the Big Island and stay in Kona. Um, It is like my absolute happy place. There's no other place that I would rather be than just hanging out in Kona. That's it. Like the people are nice it's really gorgeous. It's not overly developed. It's just it's a very very nice place. It's quite a bit more developed than when I was st- first starting going there, but it's not it's not insane. So um good on you Hawaii. I'm happy to see you guys are working your way through your electricity problems because it really is a problem there for sure. This uh, next story comes from EV obsession Jose pontes and I hope I said that name right uh here are the top five electric cars in Europe number five uh um, this is in two thousand sixteen was the Nissan Leaf and here's the, this is all very close not a lot of cars were sold in ele- in Europe electric cars full electric cars but two thousand five let's see number five is the Nissan Leaf one thousand thirty cars registered in two thousand sixteen. Number four would be the VW Passat GTE, 1,067. Uh, let's see, the Renault Zoe, 1,438 cars registered. The Mitsubishi Outlander, the fully electric one, 1,512 cars registered. And the BMW i3 took number one at 2,092 cars registered. So, uh, not a ton of cars but you know what it's a start and I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger as time goes on next story going through these a lot faster than I thought I would next story is electric by Fred Lambert and um this is one of those trying to be fair uh stories I'm constantly praising my Chrysler Pacifica my internal combustion engine Chrysler Pacifica that um Ultimately, at some point, we want to own electric vehicles, but this is the car that worked for us now because we have two young children, and we often take around grandpa and the kids and all this other stuff, so we needed a car with lots of room. And uh, so this is the car that we chose. It's a great car. Love it. But uh, Fiat Chrysler, they may be in a little bit of trouble. The EPA is investigating uh, FCA, Fiat Chrysler, for possible uh, Clean Air Act violations. This is very similar to how VW used special software when emissions were being done um, to fool the machine into thinking that uh, everything was working properly and there wasn't as much emissions. Um, Basically, just fooled the machine into passing the emissions test. Um, The models affected would be the 2014, 15, and 16 Jeep Grand Cherokee, the Dodge Ram uh, with diesel 3.0 liter engines. Um, Looks like Fiat Chrysler's been talking with the EPA trying to explain how their software works, and it kind of looks like maybe uh, the EPA isn't buying it, and it may be total BS. I mean, this is often done, if you're going to skirt these rules uh you have to know that at some point if you get caught you're going to pay huge fines so hopefully this all works out but if you uh, chrysler did cheat the system um i'd like to bring out the shaming nuns and just say shame fiat chrysler shame shame on you don't cheat for god's sakes how hard is that Uh, Fred Lambert electric next story enhanced autopilot is coming to all Tesla hardware 2.0 vehicles and if you don't know which ones are the 2.0 and which ones aren't anything made after October 2016 is a hardware 2.0 car Uh, for now um, it'll be running in shadow mode and that's the mode where they kind of collect everything in the background it looks and it decides how it would react versus how the driver reacts but it doesn't actually do anything, it doesn't react or anything, the information just is sent to Tesla to improve the system, um, 1,000 people got the update, um, that actually allows Autopilot 2.0 to actually work on their hardware 2.0 cars, um, and there's been some pretty decent, like it shows stop signs now and things like that on, on the little heads up display, um, Mel Herbert of Talking Tesla said that his isn't calibrating right, so uh, maybe that'll be fixed in a future update. Who knows? Um, But yeah, that is uh, cool news, and I'm really looking forward to a point in time where I can just sit back, relax, and drive to California and not have to worry about um, getting hit or hitting somebody. I really want autonomous driving. Not all the time. I would, there's still times that I like to drive, but I, I really love driving long ranges. However, if you're driving through the California, Arizona, California deserts, there's nothing to look at and there's nothing to keep you interested. So this will actually, for me, if I ever get a Tesla, hopefully in 2020, uh, this will actually be a good thing and they should have all the bugs worked out by the time 2020 rolls around or a lot of them. Uh, this is from Tesla Roddy, Gene over at Tesla 2012 model S owners are getting a getting recall notices so the takata airbags um, and this only affects the passenger airbags apparently have some sort of problem when there's in areas of high humidity so these the owners of these vehicles should be getting recall notices or have already gotten recall notices and it's just the passenger airbags it's not the driver so those should be changed out soon and it doesn't affect any of the other 2012 models. Models being the, I don't even know if there's a 2012 Model X, uh, the Roadster, I think. It's just the Model S, just the Model S. Uh, the next one's also from Teslarati and that's Gene over at Tes- Teslarati. Tesla announced the new 100D for the Model S and X. So previous to this, there was the 100 or P100D, which is the performance model with dual motors. And uh, below that was the 90D, but there's no 100D. And a lot of people have been wanting this. Actually, Robert over at Talking Tesla, he is uh, somebody, I think, that was waiting for the 100D and just ordered his 90D. And I think there's only a $6,000 difference, $6, difference between the two. So that is a bummer. Hopefully, if he wants, he can change that. Um, let's see. This comes for the Model S and X. It features a 100-kilowatt-hour battery, of course, with dual motors, a range of 335 miles for the Model S, and 295 for the Model X. Uh, it looks like the Model S is going to start at $95,800, and the Model X is going to start at 100. dollars $1,800. Um, these are very expensive cars. And for everybody who goes out and buys one of these very expensive cars, thank you for making it possible for me to someday own a Tesla by spending your money on all these really expensive vehicles. I appreciate it. Let's see here. The next one's Tesla Rati Christian Prenzler, Prenzler. Uh, The Gigafactory is going to start producing more than just batteries. This is uh, something that Elon Musk talked about. I don't know if it was in uh, the Roadmap Part due or if he talked about it at a Tesla event. But essentially, they're going to start making uh, producing motors and gearboxes for the Model 3 in Sparks, Nevada at the Gigafactory. Um, One of the things that Elon Musk mentioned at some point, I don't remember quite when, was that the it would you know you bring the raw materials through one part of the building and out the other side is a car and that's something that uh Ford did when they started building uh the Model A I think raw materials would come in out the other side would go a car and i think that's what they're trying to accomplish with the gigafactory um when it's 100% up and running the gigafactory will in, uh, employ 10,000 people for the short term, though, they're looking for currently looking for 550 skilled workers to help build those gearboxes and motors and batteries and all that fun stuff. Uh, the next one is Ty- Crunch Daryl Ether- Etherington. Man, I'm sorry if I screwed that up. I, I screwed it up. I'm just going to say I'm sorry. Uh, the U.S. National Highway tra- Traffic Safety Administration has released its findings in the fatal accident, uh, involving Joshua Brown. So, if you don't remember what happened, or if you're new to listening to Kilowatt, yeah, sometime in the summer, like kind of early fall, um, someone, a gentleman named Joshua Brown, was driving his Tesla on one of the highways on the East Coast. And if you're familiar with the highways on the East Coast of the United States, um, like. Pretty much in the West Coast, we just have freeways. We have roads and we have freeways. We do have highways, but they're not kind of the same thing as what's on the East Coast. So the highways on the East Coast, you can still cross traffic in some areas. So what was happening was Joshua was traveling um, at a pretty good clip and a um, semi-truck that had a white trailer pulled out in front of him. The... Tesla didn't see the semi-truck, and Joshua didn't see the semi-truck, and unfortunately he hit it, and then um, he passed away after he hit the the vehicle. He was pronounced dead on scene. The National Highway Transportation Safety Administration has said that Tesla um, is not at fault for for this accident. It looks like um, Mr. Brown had about seven seconds from the time that the semi-truck hit the intersection, um for him to react and he did not react in any way shape or form he didn't slow down he didn't try and avoid there was no nothing done on his part so tesla was cleared of um any fault of the of the accident and then on top of that the vehicle i can't remember what year it was um is not going to be the that model in year is not going to be recalled because tesla found that the car is actually safer and since um, Tesla has introduced Autopilot, forty percent, the uh, Model S has forty percent less accidents since Autopilot's been enacted than before uh, they had Autopilot. So it's very unfortunate that Mister Brown passed away, and I don't like I don't want to make it sound like Yay Tesla because somebody died, but. Um, on the other side it it turns out there there was a there was probably more than meets the eye in in this accident and you know whatever yeah as a firefighter, we see people die in car accidents frequently and it sucks because most often these things can be prevented um the next one I didn't bring any water hmm. the next one is electric uh Fred Lambert. Elon Musk says that Autopilot 2.0 could reduce crashes by 90%. Now, this is not proven. This is just what they think. Um, that would affect, you know, like I said, all vehicles that were purchased after 2016, October 2016. Excuse me one second. <clears throat> and, um, man, I really hope this is true. I am... I want this to be true in a lot of different ways. I want this to be true in that I want Teslas to be safer, but I also want other vehicles to be safer. If I never have to go on another car accident that involves a fatality or somebody seriously injured, I'd be fine with that. Don't have a problem with it. They are not my favorite calls. It generally really sucks when uh, when those accidents take place. So I hope this is true, and I hope other automakers get on board as soon as possible. Let's see, huh? Next one. Oh, is that the last one? Oh snap. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight. Man, I went through nine articles in eighteen minutes, seventeen minutes. Hmm. All right. Well, um, that's the show, everybody thank you very much for listening i apologize for not getting to this sooner like i said i had a very uh busy and eventful week but uh let's talk about how you can get all of me <clears throat> you can hit me up on email it's Bodie at nine one eight digital dot com um my twitter handle is at nine one eight digital d i g i t a l nine one eight d-i-g-i-t-a-l you can call me 918-401-0071 leave a message and I'll put your message on the show if you'd like you can go to kilowatt.bz to look at all the stories that I talked about today and also all the things that I was looking at for this week's show and there's quite a bit on there actually I did a big update right before I did the show and if you could help me out and leave a review at your favorite wherever you get your podcast iTunes would be best but wherever you get your podcast that would be awesome i would really appreciate it and uh yeah i do another podcast called Oblivious which i'll put in the show notes and i have iOS message sticker apps if you're interested in those and that's it that's the whole show man that was really fast um Thank you, everybody, so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. And I hope you have a really good week.